Today on Oxl FM, you join us for another Game Clue episode, where Gelada and I are jumping into the cockpits of our X-Wings as we discuss the spaceship dogfighting game, Star Wars Squadrons. Hello and welcome to the episode of Ox FM. I'm Sefran. And I'm Gelada. And today we are back with a Game Club episode. Yeah. Um, it's been a little while since we did one. The last one we did was Super Metroid. Oh yeah. There was quite a lot of big gap between that and this one actually. Mm, mm. So hopefully the next one will be a little bit closer because we are carrying on with our Metroid series after today. Um, but today we aren't here to talk about that. Today we are here to talk about uh, Star Wars Squadrons, which yes. is the game that we've been playing. Yeah. We, we chose it primarily i think because it was two two reasons for me at least anyway mm-hmm. one we really like space combat as evidenced yep. by the fact that we play like elite a lot right yeah and two i know we both really enjoyed like the old star wars shooters mm. on like n64 on gamecube right like oh, yeah. with rogue leader rogue squadron Man, rogue squadron rogue leader absolutely loved it i mean rogue leader was the game i got for game like that was my launch game for gamecube yeah um i didn't play was it like Rogue Leader 2? Like the, the sequel that was on GameCube? I can't remember the name of it. I don't all. remember if I'm honest with you. Um, I, I don't think I, I didn't know. The problem that. is they're all called like Rogue Leader, Rogue Squadron and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. They all sort of follow on. To me. I can't Rebel remember. Assault or something, there was lots of them. Yes. But, yeah. So I, I feel those are the two reasons, right, that we mm. were sort of interested in this game to begin with. Yes. And it came out with like surprisingly positive reviews and like reception yeah but this was amongst the the whole battlefront debacle when Mm, like star wars was really being dragged through the mud in terms of video games at the time like i think this was this was before fallen order came out i think as well yes which was was sort of like pretty good but like not amazing yeah and then battlefront was like awful yeah um as in the new battlefront not like the old ones from like the ps2 era Mm. so we saw this and we were like this, this could work really well for a for a game club. Yeah. Yeah. And it was interesting because it was fairly well received. It was still EA, right? That in terms of publisher. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of skepticism around it. And it was reasonably priced. It wasn't sort of like a £60, you know, AAA, you know, story driven, you know, heavy sort of game. Yeah. It, was, it was 30-something even at launch, um, let alone sort of with discounts. And so, yeah, it was... It was, I was really intrigued. I was also intrigued on how it would be in VR as well. So I got Mm. to play it in VR on my Oculus Quest, um, which we'll talk about a little bit as well. Um, But yeah, I was really, really keen to give this a go and and see what it was like so we both played it on pc i don't know if is it on other consoles as well yeah so um, it's on ps4 xbox yeah. one and xbox series x i okay. don't think it's got a ps5 right right release yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. it came out last year so october 2020 mm-hmm. and it was developed by motive studios who seem to have been sort of like they're like a subsidiary developer within EA's own right. sort of family like of a, things. Like a second party kind, yeah, of, yeah. kind of developer. And the only sort of other games they've really worked on are other Star Wars games because right. EA's got the exclusive Star Wars deal thing. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. The only notable thing I could find from them otherwise was that 
it was originally founded by Jade Raymond, the oh, like, ex-head okay, yeah, of Ubisoft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they then merged Motive Studios with Bioware Montreal. Right. So it's all a little bit like lots of EA things being smushed together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like know, it's all um, one circle, people working their way around exactly. these various yeah, businesses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, if you told me that and nothing else, I'd be like, the game is probably awful, right? Because that alone <laughs> spells disaster, right? Yeah, For the most yeah, part. Because yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to you know, be discriminatory against all games created by like the EA group, as it were. And I'm sure the individual people working for these companies are, like, you know, good, talented developers. Of course, of course. Ah, but EA has a tendency to ruin things. Yeah, um, to mismanage games into oblivion. <laughs> absolutely. So so when, as we already mentioned, when it came out that it was, like, pretty well received, that's a definitely, that was like a, okay, this yeah. maybe there's something going on here. Yeah. But, so we both played it on PC, as you say. Um, yeah. I think one of the things that also, like, attracted us was... The fact that it was on PC, but also the fact that you could use different controller setups mm, because it's yeah. a space f- fighter. Yes. So we could be using our, uh, our HOTAS, our uh, yep. joystick configurations, yep. which I'm assuming you did as well. I did. I did. In fact, I actually swapped HOTAS whilst evaluating Star Wars Squadron. So I originally had the Thrustmaster that you have as well, which yep. is the sort of like the standard thing that you would get for Elite. It's the black hotas i can't remember what the model number is it's like the t1 t t1000 yeah i know that's a terminator too but i think it's what it's yeah, called like a something DX like that something. and then i i i bought a logitech x52 which mm-hmm. used to be the site like cytec x52 yes, yeah. as well um same thing um so i've I've done both. I've done a bit of Thrustmaster and a bit of Cytec um, with with Star Wars Squadrons. I mean, and, since we're here, yeah. we'll, we'll let's talk about the controls and, and the mm. way it feels and plays. Right? Like, yeah. How did you get on? Before, because I, I really want to talk about like your your comparison between mm. the two sticks that you used. Yeah. But as a whole, how did you get on with the control format in general? Oh man, I really struggled yeah, with Star Wars yeah, Squadrons. Yeah. I massively struggled. Like it, the combo of swapping to an unfamiliar stick. Um, with also swapping from Elite to Star Wars Squadrons, yeah. which is obviously, you know, a different control style anyway. I think that Star Wars Squadrons is vastly more complicated than Elite in terms in of controls. In some ways it is, 100%, you know, yeah. Like, uh, there's a lot more that you need to be doing. And I was using or like i should have been using everything on on the on my stick but but like i couldn't remember all the mm, controls because mm. there was so much like i have no idea how you would play this game on on a on a controller on a console and i find that really interesting that ea signed off on a game that is so difficult to play without uh you know a proper hotas or yeah. you know serious skills on a keyboard and mouse or something like that yeah i don't know how did you find it because you were still using the thrustmaster obviously. yeah how did you I, find and, it and i can't say speak for the difference in the, between the two sticks mm. and obviously for me it was a little bit less jarring because i'm you know i've used the stick for years and i feel very yeah. natural i don't know where all the buttons are etc very easily but I must say, I feel like some of my struggle does come from the relatively convoluted and complicated control systems of the game. Yeah. But also that in combination, because that, that's the game side of things. But then from my point of view as well, I think I struggled because I was like muscle memory eliting it. A hundred percent. I was yeah, like, yeah, why yeah. can't I like do? Oh, so one of the really simple things is that like in Elite, 
your throttle stays at 50% and then you can either go backwards or you go forwards. Right. Well, you can't go backwards in yeah. Star Wars Squadrons. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. your throttle at 50% is 50% throttle. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And and that was a little bit like weird to get used to at first because mm. like I kept on sort of like, you know, going full forward as if I wanted to be going forward, but going full thrust to 100% is like too fast sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it was a little bit odd to get used to in that sense. So yeah. th- that's partially my problem other than the game's issue. Yeah. And just sort of like, yeah, so definitely, I mean, I'm sure we're going to talk about the controls, I think, throughout um, as we're sort of touching on bits and pieces, but to sort of take a step back in terms of thinking about what Star Wars Squadrons is. So, you know, as I said, it's not a AAA, very, very high profile game. It was released for, you know, sort of half the price really nowadays mm. of what a AAA game would be, especially from someone like EA for like a Star Wars game. It has a single player where you've got like a single player campaign uh, and there, there's like a, you swap between, right? You play as two characters in yeah. the single player campaign. You pl- Half the time you're playing as someone from the Rebel Alliance and half the time, or I mean, they're not really the Rebel Alliance, are they? They're like the yeah, New the Republic, New Republic yeah. And the other half, because it's set after 4, 5, and 6, right? Yeah. Episode, episode yeah, so 6. It's like so it's post-Battle of Endor. Exactly, exactly. And then the other half of the time you're playing as the, the Empire, sort of fractured Empire, yeah. you know, struggling to like kind of hold it together. And so there's this, this single-player story. Uh, and then there's loads of multiplayer and there's a bunch of different things. There's like the classic sort of skirmish and dogfights and there's fleet battles and you can play versus AI or not. And yeah. there's a progression system because of course there is because it's 2021 and you have to have a progression system. Um, and, you know, so it's fairly, it's, you know, it's fairly well-rounded as a package. You know, there's, 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 I'd, uh, there aren't loot boxes, I don't think, but there is kind of like loot based rewards, you know, in the sense that there are like, you know, different skins and, you know, different yeah, unlocks so for the, the There's no microtransactions stuff. in the game full no, stop. No, um, which is nice. Like, I think this is, that was very much a decision made because mm. of the whole thing with Battlefront. Right, right, right. I don't think that, I think there would have been that had that not have happened. Yes, like, I like feel this game... Yeah. <laughs> where the microtransactions And they were like, be. oh, wait, no, let's take those out. Yeah. And and you can almost feel it too, because, like, everything in terms of both, like, ship upgrades, but also, like, cosmetics, mm-hmm. all cost, like, a certain currency. And yeah. you get that currency by playing, that's, which is yeah. fine. Like, you don't do, do anything special to earn that currency. You just play and, and sort of, like, you know, if you win, you get more. But it's everything is locked behind this currency. So yeah, yeah. it does feel like they went, uh, we need to remove the microtransaction loot boxes. Definitely, thing. definitely. Um, now, it's not... I, I played a little bit of the multiplayer. And in that mm-hmm. regard, the the game is balanced enough, I feel, that yes. even for someone who is sort of like, I think level 60 is the max level in the game, mm-hmm. if I remember rightly, you unlock like more modules to like customize the ships. Mm-hmm. And there's five primary ships on each side. And I do, I think they give you an advantage, but only in certain areas. And I think mm. even with a default ship, you're not necessarily a disadvantage no. if you haven't got all these like unlocked extra modules that like do more specific and very kind of tailored jobs, you know? If anything, to be honest, I found that the alternative from the standard loadout, because you can choose like, like if you, you pick a ship, let's say you pick the X-Wing and you you have choices both in the story and in the multiplayer you can choose you know or you get the standard lasers or you can have the rapid fire ones that don't do as much damage or you can have the ones that take time to charge or something like this and then you'll have like a choice of um 
different armor you can have like the lighter armor that is more you know it's like the classic trade-off stuff you know you can have the engines that boost more but you're slower the rest of the time and i never really i mean to be honest most of the time in fact i i almost played the whole story i was i think i was like two missions or one mission away from the end and i almost never changed the loadout because like to be honest the default loadout is like the best because it's the middle the like it does a bit of everything loadout yeah and so you're a bit like well why would i want like to not be able to turn for the sake of more acceleration like yeah. it's, it's kind of like you just want the default loadout and maybe in multiplayer maybe there's like certain builds that are like overpowered but i felt like it was a bit like anything apart from the default was a bit crippling compared to just like well just have the like standard you know missiles countermeasures repair mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing I think that would all be well and good, however, right? Because there is the opportunity to to change it multiplayer match, which mm. I think is really good from a PvP standpoint as well, because mm. you can create sort of almost like a meta effectively, yeah, which is yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, but that's assuming people are playing it. And that was an issue yeah. that I really struggled with. Like, I didn't try a lot, in fairness, and maybe I was going on like line at the wrong times of day, but I was waiting like a long time to even mm. get like basic matches, let alone like the fleet ones yeah and, i agree but i think that if you're playing this now like it's not been that long right like it's not even it's been a year. year at the time of recording yeah. and you know it is now a quiet game there are still people playing um but but agreed you you can be waiting yeah. you know a good few minutes for a game without a doubt and you know i also felt like the most multiplayer i did was the dog fights so you've mm-hmm. got like standard dog fights and then you've got the fleet battles and i'm sure yep. we'll talk about fleet battles but I tried the standard dogfights a little bit and I think it suffers the same way that any space combat game suffers. Elite is the same, Star Citizen is the same, Frontier Elite 2 was the same, which is that it's very like elastic band, like someone flies past you and then you spend a lot of time turning to try and catch up with them. Yeah, lots of jousting, you know, and that can feel very frustrating. Or just flying around in circles around each other. Yeah, exactly. And and lots of time, like, you know, you're flying along and then suddenly someone's behind you and then you're dead. You know, like it it, it, it suffers. I even see that with um, games like Battlefield as well, like like the classic, like large scale map battlefields where like you're walking along and then, oh, I'm dead. Yeah. You know, it's got that same kind of thing that struggles, I think, with multiplayer that games like um, like smaller pace, like 5v5 games maybe have a little bit less or, you know, or yeah, games well, that are a bit more scale deathmatch as well, based, So you know, you know where the threats are going to be coming from far yeah. more regularly. Like if you play CSGO, yeah. you know that like the enemy team is going to be in these locations right. because the maps only have so many options to them. Yeah. To, at first, at least anyone else, they can change like, yeah. later on in the, in the round. But whereas here... You, because you can be acting in all directions 3d space i mean which makes sense mm. as a result of it it can be difficult sometimes to sort of yeah. like pay attention to everything and that's very much a prop you know you could probably play this a lot more and practice and yeah. you would definitely get better at it the same with elite and everything else like that's just like a standard space game i, I have quite a good little mm. anecdote that i got mm. from playing some of the multiplayer for this and the, there was a whole lobby of, like, low-level people, like me, who was, mm-hmm. like, level two, and it was, like, someone who was, like, level three, et cetera, like, really low-level people. And there was one, like, level 60 person in our group, right? Mm-hmm. So they were, like, obviously, like, maxed out level. They sat in an A-wing and not moved, and they just sort of moved around like a turret. Like, they didn't <laughs> actually move anywhere. They just sort of maneuvered in place, and they were yeah. killing people left, right, and center because yeah. they weren't struggling to stay on behind people because they yeah. were just, like, moving 
you know, with one less axis to worry about effectively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, clearly that's the meta. <laughs> yeah. You know, that obviously works. Yeah. Uh, which kind of goes to prove that uh, that is an issue with all, uh, with all spaceship games. It is. All, all it space is. games. And the thing is, is that it's not too bad in single player because the AI can be programmed to make that less problematic. Like yeah. when you're f- behind an AI trying to shoot them, they'll like, try and stay in front of you effectively they do like, they basically fly in a straight line yeah they're, they're not trying <laughs> they, they're not like you know obviously just staying still but they also like don't evade as much as they would otherwise be able to yeah and then equally so if there's someone behind you like you could do sort of like a really crappy turn to the left but like they yeah. end up losing you and flying past you because well the AI is designed to make you feel good in a single player environment you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't want to rag on the game too much, though, in that regard, no, because no, no. I think otherwise, if the, in terms of the actual like enjoyment of the the game, mm. the, the the beat to beat gameplay, the the primary gameplay loop, as they say, is really enjoyable, right? Mm. Like one of the things that really impressed me was like how I, I said it feels meaty, right? Mm. Like the lasers feel meaty, which is interesting, mm-hmm. considering the fact that they're just beams of light. Mm. Um, you know, like every shot you make even with some of the smaller weaker weapons still feels like you're hitting a, a target and it feels quite yeah. rewarding yeah um like some games you play and and you just feel like you're sort of like you know squirting each other with water guns and it doesn't really mm. have much of an impact but it feels very kind of like meaty and and impactful when you're when you're flying and i think that also then works very uh in tandem with the sound design as well yeah and if we want to go on to some of the presentation for a second as well we can come back to some of the control elements of things but the presentation, I think, is probably where this game shines best. Yeah, like definitely for a game that it is not triple A price, it's definitely triple A quality and presentation. Hundred yeah. um, percent. I want to put one niggle to rest before anything else, and that is, I had, and maybe you had the same problem. You probably did. I had a really weird mixing issue with the audio. Mm. In that, like, the game was. Re- ridiculously quiet like a hundred percent in game and a hundred percent on windows bearing in mind everything else i do on windows is at 50 percent it was quiet like i struggled Hmm. to hear things sometimes interesting so i had to go into like an ini file in the user settings and like crank it up to like 300 percent and it seems to be a common thing because i googled like Hmm. star wars squadrons low volume and like immediately a guide came up going oh yeah to do this i think it might be because the audio is very positional um, because it's been designed to work in VR as well. Mm. So that might be having an effect there where like if you're looking at something head on, it's very quiet because it's meant to be coming out of the center and you've not got a center. So it's like, you know, you're losing the volume. Maybe. Um, I didn't really experience any sound issues, but I definitely agree that visually Squadrons is a great looking game. I think oh, that yeah. the... The settings are great. The atmosphere in space, lol, is great. You no, know, 100%. Like, you know, I've got all, that exactly. All the sort of yeah. nebula and things like that look, yeah, look yeah. amazing. Um, lots of variety. Much more variety than something like Elite or, so or Star Citizen. Skyboxes look fantastic. Yeah, 100%. With nebula, planets, stars, all adding unique colours and styles yeah. to the play space. 100%. And I think they've they've basically looked at games like what you just said, like Star Citizen Elite. Um, they've probably taken a little bit of a... a, a, of a of a leaf out of no man's skies book yes um, agreed, agreed in the like space is never black mm. like there's even when there's like black space it's almost like a blue tint and there's like lots mm. of dis- you know details in it but otherwise you're always fighting these very bright environments yeah and a big part of that i think comes from the fact that they've used the frostbite engine right mm. 
I don't like the Frostbite engine most of the time because I think it looks too spectacular and too colourful, which I know is ironic in the fact that like back in like the, the mid aughts, we always complained about games looking too brown, right? Mm. I think the Frostbite engine goes the wrong way. So for games like Battlefield 1, which mm. I was the one I always like pick up, I think World War 1 is like a very gritty sort of brown war that we people think yeah. of. Like It's like trench warfare and mud and, you know, well, it, it's far too colourful. It's too mm. bright and spectacular looking, but that works perfectly in a fantasy sci-fi Star Wars genre. Yeah, right? agreed, agreed. So I think overall, like that bright poppiness mm. of all the colours and and the designs of the of the the skyboxes and the arenas that you fight with him works perfectly for the game's aesthetic. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think it it looks really, really great. It looks very Star Wars, you know, and the presentation as well of the cockpits. Oh yeah, you know, like it sort of it sort of links. Like I feel like the gameplay and the and the combat in general is quite deep. Like there's quite a lot going on in the sense that you've got like power management and mm-hmm. you've got like different, you know, three different extra secondary weapons as well as your primary weapon. You've got you know team tactics I'm, I'm sort of talking from the single player a bit here um you know there's a lot of like depth to the gameplay and then that's kind of reflected in the cockpit which i think yeah. is really nice you know that like everything because you can actually chain you can choose in the settings you can have it in like pro mode yeah you where can turn off all the ui yeah the HUD. you have no ui apart from what's in the cockpit and like that from like a from from someone like EA, you know, making a mm. game that where you've got that kind of option is is pretty cool. And I mean that that attention yeah. to detail is impressive enough mm. as it is. But then when you realise that there's there's ten ships in total, yeah. five yeah. on each side, they all have unique cockpits. They do, they do, and they're all they're very not all different. the same. Very they are all very cockpits. different. You know, not both nothing in terms like of Elite like, where like it's mostly the same. Yeah, yeah, like you sit in any ship in Elite, and although some of the way it looks is a little bit different, like the actual UI and the presentation of the information yeah. is exactly the same. Exactly. So in a way that makes sense because you want to make sure that you can use any ship and you yeah, can get yeah. the same information at any time. But for a game like this, which is more based yeah. or is purely based on combat, hmm. it really does add a flair of like yeah. authenticity to it. You know, I think I would like to see in something like Elite and, you know, Star Citizen does this as well. You know, that, that sort of very varied cockpit where, you know, things are in different places between yeah. each ship. You know, I think that that makes complete sense. Why would all ships have a unified you know cockpit that looks the same um that really really was a lot of fun in vr which i know i can talk about and you can't but like mm. i had the most fun playing this game in vr 100 percent. like mm. it was an, it's an exceptional it. vr experience and it's a good non-vr experience right like this is a lot of fun to play in vr um sat in fact i also found especially with some of the cockpits where your view is quite restricted yeah um so especially things like the tie fighter where you've got like a circle in front of you yeah. and the rest of it is black and when you're playing it just normally on a pc that feels kind of weird you're mm. like this is very incl- like i can't see anything but in vr that works so much better because it it really inc- makes you feel like you're in a cockpit and it doesn't feel so restrictive in VR compared mm. to mm. C- compared to just playing it normally. Like it was quite a contrast if I played as, you know, in a TIE fighter on PC versus in VR. Uh, in P- on PC, I'd be like, I can't see anything. How yeah. am I meant to play yeah, this yeah, game? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but in VR, you just feel, because it's a lot more expansive and it's right in front of your face. You know, you've got a, got a much better feel for it. Um, it's really, really good in VR. This is, I feel like this was almost a game meant for VR, to be honest. Rather I'm glad that they put the effort in then, because it yes. would have been very easy to have just like stuck a VR helmet on yeah. the player character and that just feels sort of like, because there is a free look button. 
Yes. And VR could just have free look enabled and that's yeah. the end of it. Yeah, yeah. But it does sound like they've tried to really encapsulate no, the VR experience uh, into you know, the gameplay. You say, uh, honestly, I'm, I might be wrong, but I feel like this game was designed with vr first mm. you know thinking about the in the story especially let, maybe not the multiplayer but let's let, thinking about the story i feel like the story was designed with vr in mind because you've got those um sections where you're in between missions and yeah. you're in the hangar you know and that's a very vr kind of thing to do yeah you know, you're, you can, stationary, you can't move. you're looking around you yeah. can't move anywhere but you can look at things and interact with things and that's very yeah, virtual reality right. game you know where like you you can't move around and if this wasn't a vr game i'm like you would have let people move around yeah. you know you would like why not There's why no would you not, not let people... to you've already rendered it all you've built this massive yeah. area and you've you, you can't you literally are stationary you're locked in you place know, yeah that's very very vr mm, so man. I, I definitely feel like this game was designed for VR. And to be honest, I think if you have the facility to play this in VR, I definitely recommend it a lot more than if you're just playing it on, you know, you're just going to play it on PC. Mm. Then it's like, maybe it's a recommendation, but on VR, this has been one of the most fun games I've had in VR, you know, to play in Which VR. Which is odd for because sure. I don't feel it was advertised as such. No, I don't think so either. I like, I, I don't see much about it that says you should play this in VR mm. for the best yeah. experience sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but... I mean, it just makes you realise that the the people who were making this game genuinely wanted to craft something good, mm. you know, which is I've, wonderful yeah. to see for once. You <laughs> feel the care. You definitely yeah. feel the care in the game. It feels authentic. It feels very Star Wars. It feels like they want you to feel like you're actually in these ships. Yeah. You know, like you're Luke Skywalker go diving yeah. into the trench of the Death Star. From exactly. The, the first they want film, yeah. it to feel hard as well. You know, like I think to some extent, like as much as I am a bit like well, the controls are quite tough and there's a lot to think about. That's kind of the point. Yeah, there like, is, it is kind they, of the point. They, yeah. they want you to have a bit of a learning curve. You can't just jump in an X-Wing and immediately no. be amazing. You know, you've got to like work out all these different controls. And yeah. You've got you've got to get some of those controls into muscle memory. Like yeah. you don't, you shouldn't have to think. I need to put my shields behind me now. Yeah, you know, or right. I need to prioritize this target with my orders. Yeah, those those key presses on your mm. your stick yeah. should be second nature. Yeah, uh, but that only comes with time of playing. You yeah, know? I think I think every game like this where you're probably going to play on a controller or a sorry on a on a throttle and stick or just a throttle or whatever maybe this is um too expectant of me but they really should invent control schemes for most of the popular controllers mm. it was very very frustrating for me that i had to go and bind basically all the controls for the x52 yeah when the x52 is like the number two purchased yes and without a doubt is what the developers tested on and you know they will say press button seven and i'm like yeah none of my buttons are labeled number seven you know i like, was that's... lucky in the yeah. the t-flight does have labeled numbers yeah and they do correspond to what it says in the game <sighs> but even then like i'm bearing in mind i've had this controller now for years yeah. and i still have to say which one is number seven there are no i have i have about 30 buttons on the x52 right <laughs> and most of them are not labeled one to no. 30 most of the like some of them have letters some of them are like i've got like up and down toggles where the up and down are two different buttons yeah you know and it'll be like press button 17 and i'm like I have no, but like, how am I meant to know which one is button 17, you know? And Elite does this a little bit better because Elite does actually have little icons for the X52. So right. it'll have like, you know, two up, you know, on the throttles and stuff yeah. like that. And I'm like, 
guys, you must have tested this yeah, with, with, with pieces sticks, of hardware. Yeah. You know, put a control, you know, if you've invented all of these controls, you know, you've invented, there's a ping, there's a power, there's yeah. a shield thing, there's a, you know, boost, there's a fire these things. Give me a control scheme for my controller. Yeah. Because... I had a hard time. And actually, I think that there are functions of the gameplay that I just have never done because I've never mapped them to a control. You know, I just I I think there's some kind of like boosting power thing with the the New Republic that I never do because I can't do it. You know, like I think there's like something I'm missing. Yeah, I'm just not I can't do. The other thing as well to makes it more complicated and you end up spending a lot of time just staring at the control mapping menu. Yeah, because there's there's, there is a difference between like the button and then there's like the combo version of the button. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's like you can either double tap it or you can hold it. And I'm like, oh, my word. So I ended up getting like a fan-made diagrammatic picture oh of the T-Flight yeah. yeah, with yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. labels attached to different buttons yeah. saying do this and then different colors it means hold down or double yeah. click. And I mean, your game probably does need to be better at explaining yeah. the controls. Yeah, have a thing where when I press a button, it tells me what that button means. Mm. You know, like have like a preview mode. You know, mm. where you can, I can just like go through and just like press every button on my controller and you'll yeah. be like, that's what this does. And that's yeah. what this does. And I'm like, okay, I get it now. It's, uh, yeah, it's a very, very complicated game. Like, honestly, it's more complicated than Elite. Like a hundred percent, it's more complicated. I, than it, Elite. I think in some ways it is, yes, because the the combat is certainly more intricate than it is yeah. Elite. I think there's probably less going on with potential in elite but most of elite's fights usually just end up with you pressing the buttons and like you shooting yeah. each other yeah, yeah, but, yeah but with star wars because there are so many different elements to control all at once yeah and you probably don't have the time to hit a couple of keyboard keys like yeah. you do in elite like you have time to like hit a letter button on your keyboard yeah, to, like, yeah, yeah. fire off a uh, a chaff or something yeah you know? right 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 you don't have the time for the in star wars squadrons because it's a lot more fast pace it's a lot more fast pace you know like you have like milliseconds to make decisions rather than like you know a few seconds to make decisions it's probably its weakest point unfortunately is its controls Mm. and once you get them it feels good but it always feels like you're like like you say you you're not using the full you know full command of your of your ship like trying to remember where everything is and, and, and using the right times does feel a bit clunky yeah no definitely definitely but otherwise i think the game is fantastic like one thing that really stood out to me was and we've sort of touched upon it in terms of things like the the presentation but it's also like the the characters and mm-hmm. like the the presentation the mocap the the voice work yeah it's all a lot better than it deserves to be if I'm it honest definitely with you. is it definitely is i still didn't feel like it was that compelling like like the story and so on like it i remember simple yeah it's very simple like i remember looking up like being like oh you know how much more of, of this story have i got to do before i get to the end in order to talk about it for octal fm and it was yeah. like oh i'm nearly at the end yeah. i didn't realize you know i was i was actually playing it through <laughs> thinking like i'm probably like a third of the way through and it's like no no no, you've got like two more and i mean the issue with the story itself and i'm sure because neither is a massive star wars nerds we enjoy star wars mm, but that's yeah, probably yeah. the extent of it is that they they need to be careful with like what they introduce and what they yeah, connect yeah. to in terms of the grander universe of things because mm. this this game is canon 
Yes. Uh, like it does exist within sort of like the the new Star Wars canon mm. and specifically references certain events and characters that appear in things like the Star Wars Rebels TV show mm-hmm. and some of the like the, the newer books. I know a lot of the old mm. ones were, were kind of like removed from yes. the burned, old canon. Burned in a pile. <laughs> so I guess they, they're trying to be quite careful about mm. not creating sort of like, you know, retcon problems later down the line. But mm. I also like the fact they didn't just simply go, here's all the classic moments from the games and the films, right? Like, That's true. That's you true. only it's get like Rogue a few, Leader, right? Yes, like, it does know, its own thing. Like there's a small bit at the beginning where you can, you know, Darth Vader cameos and there's, there's like a small cameo section from like Wedge Antilles, who's like one of yes. the sort of like supporting pilots. And, yeah, yeah, but yeah. But that's it. Otherwise, the game is relatively happy to do its own thing. That's a good point. And actually, that that's a really good point, because especially when you think about it in the context of something like Rogue Squadron and Rogue Leader, which are much more arcade style, very friendly, easy to play. You know, this this is not Rogue Squadron, you no. know, not, not by a long shot. Um but those games definitely, you know, it was all about the films. You know, it was all about you playing a part. You know, in fact, you, you're doing the trench run, right, in like Rogue Leader. Yeah. Um, and although know, there you- are some like specific missions, and then I think the older N64 games have a bit more of their own standalone story, mm. they do still very much still try to play to the same yeah. beats as like, oh, well, there's you're on this planet and there's some 8080s, go and take them down yeah, with no yeah, speeder. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, you're right. This is completely separate from the films, which is good. It's really good. Yeah, I think there's only so much you can do when your gameplay loop is dogfights, yeah. you know, or it, like is flying spaceships. Yeah, like, yeah. that's what probably limits the story. And otherwise, they probably did the best they could with, with what they had. I think it's interesting because when you're playing the story, you're swapping between the New Republic and the Empire. And you are literally fighting your own character, yeah. you know, like in the sense that like, you know, when you, when you swap between, you're like fighting the people that you were playing as kind of thing. Yeah. I feel like there was a little bit more they probably could have done there to emphasize that. Cause I think that's a really interesting idea mm. and I don't know if they explored it to its fullest. Mm. Um, maybe because you're railroaded in the sense that like, okay, well now you play as the new Republic. Yeah, now you, you play as choice anything. Right. And so there's no, maybe there was an opportunity there for some branching and you could have maybe some branching storyline um to sort of add to it a little bit i guess um, the problem is is that they wanted to make it so that you could play both sides because both mm. sides have different ships and different like you know, yeah. aesthetics but most people will probably just jump in an x-wing yeah right right, right, right. and so you know the- what even even being forced to play both i still really liked piloting an x-wing and did not like piloting a tie fighter yeah and you can definitely feel that too and i guess they were like well we want you to play with both and Mm. in fairness some games do struggle with that like i know in rts games like you always end up playing the one or two same armies like Mm. i remember for example in dawn of war from like a warhammer point of view like you always end up playing the space marines yeah but there's like three or four other races that like fully fleshed out with like full campaigns that they've put all this work into making but right you never touch them yeah so i guess they wanted to kind of basically go well it's all into mesh you have to play all of it yes and i think it definitely works it definitely works it is good fun um i think that's another reason why i'm genuinely so impressed by the presentation of the characters and the 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 Mm. performance that was done Mm. like the facial animation's really good like Mm. really good considering the fact that most of the time you're sat in a cockpit looking 
uh, other ships flying around. Like, they look really surprisingly good, and the voice work is also very, very good hmm. too. Like, yeah, it's it not even good. just you're solid, right. it's good. Yeah, you're right, you're right. There are so many games with bad voice acting, and this is not one of them. You like, know, like, they could have easily gotten a- away with, like, a load of, like, kind of audio filters to make them sound like radio staticky, right? Yeah. And they could have just gotten some relatively low-end voice actors to just do one take, and that would be the end of it. And that would be sufficient in terms of a dog-fighting spaceship game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't that. Like, there was plenty of, like, optional dialogue, and yeah. all the characters were voiced by, like, actual voice actors, and it yeah. looks really good. I was genuinely surprised by the, uh, the care put into that side of the game, which is mm-hmm. absolutely not the focus. Yeah. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Yeah, I think like my my conclusion is I think that the gameplay is really fun. I don't know if nowadays with the multiplayer being a bit quiet and just generally I don't know if there's enough there to recommend it as like a chunky title. You know, it's it's quite a short like I've played sort of like 6 or 7 hours of it and I definitely I'm done. You know, like you can complete the single player campaign easily in six hours and yeah. you can get through the whole that the single player has to offer um the multiplayer is very quiet now um there are definitely some challenges with any space game multiplayer dogfighting it has its challenges that just makes it difficult to be compelling and be something that you sort of can enjoy from the word go i think you can enjoy it if you like keep playing it and get better mm. at it but i think it's quite difficult to the same as to be honest the same with Like I say, I I sort of draw a comparison to the initial multiplayer experience of something like Battlefield 2, or uh, that's showing my age, but like Battlefield, (laughs) like, you know, 32v32 open open map Battlefield games. Runs for a few minutes towards the objectives, gets shot by a sniper rifle, right? Like, like, I feel like this has the same problem that that has um, with the multiplayer a little bit. So I do find it a little bit difficult to recommend because it, you know, otherwise you've got you know six seven hours of single player and that's it and some multiplayer that is a little bit quiet now i suppose the problem is is that they've built the the control and the gameplay systems with the idea in mind of like easy to learn hard to master in terms of the actual Mm. gameplay loop not the controls ignore the controls yes yeah, yeah right but the problem is, is there's not enough content to ever get to the point where you'd want to master it yeah and yes so agreed. you'd be better off having much more arcadey controls and going down the same route as the old school rogue squadron games yeah. yes and simply having that like you know that short five to ten hour single player campaign mission yeah you can immediately start feeling like you're a badass x-wing pilot yeah and that's it i agree it's difficult because i can really see the potential of the engine they've created Mm. and how much nuance there can be in the gameplay yeah but there's never really an opportunity to have that nuance be learned because there's not enough multiplayer it didn't last long enough and the story modes don't require it you're 100 percent right this would be better as a more arcadey rogue squadron rogue leader game 100 percent. and i Mm. think that and, and, and sort of counter to that, I think that games like Elite and Star Citizen could learn something from something 100%. like Star Wars Squadrons, because yeah. I think actually there's a lot of like depth that Star Wars Squadrons gets really right and does really good. And 
if only it wasn't constrained to a short six hour story game yeah. and was actually, you know, imagine the same game engine, but it was like a more open world RPG, yeah. you know, where you've got that same combat, that same flying around. And I'm imagining you know, something like Freelancer. You know, exactly, right? exactly. It's 100% like it, it, this, but Freelancer would be amazing really showing our age with these references yeah Yeah, definitely yeah sorry (laughs) no one's uh, there are people who listening to the capable of listening to this who weren't born when freelancer came out but it's such a shame because it will be hard to go back to elite slower style of combat Mm, after playing this really quite exciting like genuinely like could only play it for an hour or two until i'm like whoa i'm getting a little bit like information overload here yes yeah you know, definitely it's intense it's intense going back to elite's kind of like relatively dull grind of like shooting yeah. dude with lasers for a long time until his shields go down a hundred percent and i tell you what like if you have the capability to play this in vr this is a strong recommendation yeah. because it the story like there are enough bad games in vr and there are not enough good games especially for the quest um that this is a must buy for vr like a hundred percent it's surprising it's not it's not advertised more as such yeah yeah it really really is honestly like this is like number one most compelling best experience in vr i've had you know you should absolutely buy this game if you've got a vr headset which is amazing is the fact that you enjoyed alex as well and that's like the other one and yet like this is up there yeah a hundred percent up there really 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 good in vr yeah interesting very interesting game to play 100 percent yeah absolutely would recommend only if it's reduced and you like mm-hmm. space combat games slash yep. you've enjoyed the old like Rogue Squadron games back in the day. And I'll tell you another game because I thought about it when we were talking about the skyboxes that I would recommend is House of the Dying Sun, which is an mm. indie space combat game. You're actually playing as the bad guys. So similar to the fact that you've got like the Empire stuff in this. Um, That is really good. Also really good in VR, but has really good combat and is like a more like an indie game, much smaller scale, not Star Wars, obviously, but actually shares a lot of similarities and is really, really good. Um, So do recommend that as well. If you're if you're thinking, oh, maybe I don't want to get Star Wars Squadrons, check out House of the Dying Sun if you like the sound of what we're talking about. It's quite a niche set of game types, like the, yes. the Starfighter game. Mm. But they are good fun when they're done right. They are. They are really good fun. Um, but if yeah. you've played Squadrons and you disagree with us massively, maybe you still play the multiplayer and we we just didn't yeah. find you. Um, <laughs> do let us know. Because I'd be willing to give it a go if the, if I could find that there was a community of people playing mm. still. Because mm. um, I think I only got one like real player fleet battle. Right. Otherwise, it just sat there loading forever, like looking yep. for a match and never loaded in. Otherwise, I only got to play Fleet Battles with AI. Mm. And, but it was really good fun when I did get a chance to it. So, hey, if you have played lots of that and you re- think we've really missed the mark of that, do let us know. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, you equally can... so if you think mm. that we've been too generous and you were really burned by the game when mm. you, you, know, you got it on release. Because yeah. I can imagine people on the Xbox and Xbox Series X probably mm. didn't get on with it as much, you know, as yeah. a result of many things we've talked about. I want to hear about that, too. Yeah, definitely. Send us an email, show at octal.fm, or a tweet at octal.fm, or a Facebook. What would a Facebook be? A, a, a Facebook message on facebook.com forward slash octal.fm. And what are we doing next for Game Club? Metroid. 
Yeah, well, like I said at the beginning of the episode, it's either going to be Fusion or Prime. Uh, so it's it's basically either or. So if you have a preference, let us know. Mm, uh, yes. And whatever the fan preference is, we will go with next. And by the time this is out, we will have made, made up our mind and already recorded the next one. Don't Shh, tell them that. Oh, sorry, Don't yeah, yeah. look behind the curtain. <laughs> um, but until the next episode of Game Club, I've been Zephyrin. And I've been Gelada. And catch us again for another Octal FM very soon. 